In today's show, we look ahead to Tuesday in the NBA. Streaming options, what we're watching for, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by iButter. iButter gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Right now, iButter is offering our listeners $5 just for trying iButter by using the code LOCKED when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free iButter app. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now... This show isn't a democracy, but I do like to get you guys your guys' input. At this point of the season, with four weeks or so left in the regular season, these What to Watch For shows, do you prefer that I do them? You can't change today's show because I'm doing it now. Do you prefer that I do them like game by game? This is what I'm watching for. This is who's in and out. Or do you prefer that I do it the way that I do the Sunday shows and the Saturday shows? Like this is who you stream for Yahoo points, for ESPN points, and for each individual category. Drop it if you are watching on YouTube down in the comments below. Not in the chat, I might not see it in the chat, drop it in the comments below if you prefer the standard format or the streaming only format. Um, and if you're on Twitter, you can tweet that at me as well. And we'll see if we make any changes moving forward for the fantasy playoffs. But, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> we are doing the standard format here. Cavs and Hornets. The Cavs are eight-point favorites in this game. Um, we know, unfortunately, that Mark Williams is out. Oh, well, hi, Mark. Again, I really don't think that we're getting Mark Williams again this season. I just they're horrible at injury reporting. We may or may not know. I I don't know. But with no game for Mark Williams until the very earliest on Friday and one game left for the rest of the week, I do think you can say, Oh bye, Mark. Um I know that it's tearing us apart. But we've got to look at Nick Richards now as a clear guy to have at least for Tuesday. And there is value in him on Friday. And if you can survive it, is Mark Williams... If Mark Williams is out for the season, and I don't know that, um, is Nick Richards a guy that might hold through a two-game week? Maybe. That is distinctly possible, but we look at him definitely for right now. Ubre is back after having back discomfort. He is probable to return on Tuesday. Jimmy Booknight is questionable. Um, for the Cavs side of things, Jarrett Allen has been ruled out with that eye contusion. And that's the only injury that was there. He was questionable when I created the graphic, but he is now out as Obi just sits on my lap. All right, so what we're looking at on the Cavs is Lamar Stevens, who started last game and at least gave us some 14-team league value. I wouldn't say he's a must in a 12, but there is some increased value there, obviously. And I also want to watch Dracaris Lavert. Dracaris. His last two games have actually been pretty good. 39 and 34 minutes. One of those was without Garland, so we take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. I'm still not looking at him as a must-roster guy, but they have the Wednesday... Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back. They play three games in four nights. So there is opportunity here for Levert to provide value. There's also an opportunity for him to shoot four of 50 across those three games and you know 10 of 40 from the free throw line. So just be aware of that. For the Hornets, we are watching what Big Dick Nick can do. Also, Dennis Smith, who was great without Ubre, but moves back into a bench role. If you do still have him after Monday's game, and I don't think you need to hold him, 
like just to get on Tuesday. But if you do still have him, you hold him for Tuesday and then you drop after that because his value is fine, but it's not fine enough in a two-game week or a one-game-in-five-night situation, which is happening towards the end of the week for the Charlotte Hornets. The Pistons and the Wizards, the Pistons are on a back-to-back here. Um, we know that Bogdan... Actually, we don't. We assume that Jaden Ivey and Boyan Bogdanovich are going to be out. They're out Monday. I think they'll be out Tuesday. Marvin Bagley will be out as well. I honestly expect that Alec Burks will be sidelined too. Alec Burks. But we don't have that confirmation yet. And then I don't know whether Jalen Duran, passport legend, is able to play. Because it is a back-to-back and he had that bilateral ankle soreness. If he is out though and Bagley is out, then their center rotation is just Wiseman. You'd have to play a lot of Eugene Omari as the backup in that situation. So... Um, I'm guessing that Ivy, Bagley, Burks, Bogdanovich are all out. Question mark over um, even a Corey Joseph, question mark over a Duran in that situation. For the Wizards, Kyle Kuzma has popped up on the injury report. The future MVP is listed questionable with a knee issue. He was limping pretty badly post-game. I talked about that in the recap yesterday, saying the Wizards reporter said, hey, he's not looking great and they expect him to rest. So I'm going to expect him to rest as well. And that'll mean more minutes for Kispert, more minutes for Gafford, and more minutes for Avdia. With the way Avdia is playing, Gafford and Kispert are actually better options there. We want to watch Dylan Wright, who played only 20 minutes last game. still think he is a hold. And they have Tuesday, Friday, Saturday combo this week. I still think he's a hold, but yeah, didn't look good. But with Kuzma on the way out, that does help, right? Because it pushes everyone around different positions. It also helps Dan Gafford. So they're two of the guys that we really do want to pay some attention to. The Nuggets and the Raptors is the next game we look at. Toronto are one-point favorites in this game. Zeke Nagy is out. Old mate Colin Gillespie is out. Delano Banton is doubtful. The headmaster, Jamal Murray, is questionable with that knee soreness that saw him leave last game early. I don't think it's a problem, but he's questionable. And then there's Reggie Jackson, who's popped up as probable with an oblique issue. I don't know that they would start Reggie Jackson over, um, or if uh, Jamal Murray is out, they could. And we want to watch that. Do they go with uh, Reggie Jackson or do they go with Bruce Brown? I think they'll go with Brown, but it will help Jackson gain more playing time. Also, someone like a Christian Brown as well. For the Nuggets, I want to see Maga Porter Jr. because he played only 23 minutes last game and barely played in the fourth quarter despite the game being close and him playing well. Don't really know what the doctor was doing. Maybe it just wasn't in his eyes to see that big performance. So we'll see how Maga is able to respond here. I also want to watch Aaron Gordon, who has been mid, is I think what the kids would say. I think he's been mid after a really strong start. The free throws are a massive issue. He has been mid. Can he survive a bad schedule stretch? Now that they don't have a bad schedule, this week. They play four games in the last six nights of the week, including a weekend back-to-back. But next week, they play two games. So let's get an idea. Is What is Gordon? Are the ribs still bothering him? Is that what's causing the problem? As OB leaves, he's gone to check his set his own lineup. For the Raptors, I want to watch Gaz Trent because as much as I'm going to play the sound, and I, I am going to play it, nice, Gary. he hasn't been nice. He's been bad. And he's not in this role, in this form, Anywhere close to a 12-team league guy. Does anything change? I I don't have faith in it. You know my thoughts on Trent. Points, steals, threes with bad field goals. But you lose 10 minutes, which is what he's done, and shooting worse, this is not enough there to buffer what he does. Uh, he looks disconnected. I also watch Pascal Siakam, who is playing poorly. Now, his minutes aren't a problem. They're, they're there. But he just can't really do what he'd done for most of this season. It's frustrating. We're not really doing anything with it fantasy-wise, but... Has he 
worn down? Is he burnt out? I, I don't know. He just looks quite poor and has looked quite poor for a decent chunk of time here. Today's episode is brought to you by iBotter. Groceries, school shopping, getting a little something for yourself. Well, you know, you're going to buy this stuff. So why don't you get cash back for doing it with iBotter? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. iBotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average iBotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. You can get cash back that on a flight you've been looking at, a big dinner, a game you're looking to go to. iBotta gives you real cash back. A typical basket of groceries was over $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to inflation. So you can earn up to two and a half times that back in cash back from iBotta. iBotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With iBotta, you get real cash back that you can count into your bank account, your PayPal, or gift cards. Right now, iBotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying iBotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free iBotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's iBotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. iBotta. Obi was having trouble downloading iBotta onto his phone, I think. Um, the Magic and the Spurs. Actually, the Orlando Magic. Obi, you interrupted the song. What's going on? All right, Obi's back now. Is you is his best friend came into the house, so he had to go down and say hello. That's what he was screaming at. His uh, his best friends here doing the uh, our, our cleaners do clean the house, and uh, yeah, they're his best mates. And he went down to say hello. So thank you, Obi, for doing that. Now he's come back up to tell me all about it. Anyway, we're talking Orlando Magic and the Spurs. The Magic are five point favorites here. Um, honestly, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen with the Spurs. I am here to tell you stuff. I couldn't tell you that. Absolutely no idea. For the magic, we know that Franz Wagner is questionable. He's with an ankle sprain. If he is out, I imagine Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony are the biggest beneficiaries. You'll get someone like Caleb Houston, who might actually start. We'll get some minutes. But Suggs and Anthony will play more minutes. Gary Harris will play more at the three. I guess theoretically you could see more from Bowl, but they're just not trusting him at all. You could see stuff from OKK. I don't really see it. I think what you will get is more Cole and more Suggsy. And that's going to be useful because both of those guys become 12-team options. For the Spurs, buddy, i got no idea. Absolutely no idea. This is the first of four games this week. It's the first of a Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back for the Spurs. Uh, old mate, the horse, Keldon Johnson. Whose horse is that? He missed He missed. Uh, sorry Sunday's game. Jeremy Sohan missed Sunday's game. Trey Jones missed Sunday's game. Ken Birch missed Sunday's game. And Malachi Branham left Sunday's game with an injury. Now, there is no way that they have the full lineup of players available for this game. I just don't know who it's going to be. So I'd expect Johnson, Graham, Sohan, Collins, Jones, Branham, Vassell, Langford, McDermott to all miss one of the next two games, at least. I don't know how many or who, or when, making it really tough for me to tell you what how I'm watching here. For the Magic, I am watching Suggs, who has has some stinkers. He'll have a 3-3-3 three, three, and three game, and then he'll have a 15-7-3, three steals, two blocks game. And you go, holy shit, that's amazing. He does look much better, and there is a big opportunity for Suggs, so I do like adding him in and seeing what happens. I also want to watch Paulo Bunkero, not because we're doing anything fantasy-wise, but the fact that he's been such an RJ Barrett this season is a real concern and a worry for me that in category leagues next season, he gets significantly overdrafted. Now, the thing is, 
Rookies are usually historically inefficient. That happens all the time. So I'd expect him to take big steps forward. The problem with someone like a Barrett in his fantasy games, he never took the pre the requisite steps to improve that efficiency enough. Now, if Polo does that, not to think he's ever going to be a great free throw shooter, but maybe a Blake Griffin trajectory, which is the player I compared him to pre-draft. Maybe he's able to become a good free throw shooter and improve the other stuff, and that helps everything that he's doing. But Polo is so low on defensive stats, so low and high volume on point on field goals and free throws that it really does impact his overall fantasy game. So I just want to see if we can get some steps forward for him. Also just an idea of how to value him as we move forward. For the Spurs, I, I don't know. I want to see what Goldfinger Charlie Bassey can do. I also want to see Blake Wesley and hopefully he shoots more than 8%, but his role is going to be dependent on Branham and Jones and Sohan and Johnson and all those guys. I'd like to see them give him good minutes though. Lakers Pelicans. LeBron is out, Zion's out, Alvarado's out. Anthony Davis is listed as probable. Brandon Ingram is questionable. For the Lakers, Austin Reeves. I do think he's a 12-team league guy, but it's sort of on the back end there. But the schedule here with a Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back is very encouraging, and that does help his value. So we're interested in using him for that. They also play three games in four nights, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, so that's positive, and got four games in the remaining six days of the week. Malik Beasley's been bad, just can't shoot anymore. Um... Hasn't been able to shoot for months, actually. Started out red hot for Utah, and then just hasn't been able to shoot for a long time. And that's not good for a guy that only shoots. Like, he doesn't do anything else. So we're not looking at him as a 12-team must-roster player. But four in six, three in four, games and nights, makes him intriguing somewhat. For the Pelicans, Trey Murphy went absolutely bananas last game. The absence of Ingram helps, but they were giving him... 37 minutes or so before that anyway. So he's the priority there if Ingram is out, but still a priority even if Ingram is in. And then we wait wait to see what happens with Ingram, but also what Josh Richardson does, because he was really, really good last game. But is he a 23-minute-a-night player? Because that's not good enough for 12s. Or is he 28, which puts him closer to that mark? It's hard to judge because when he came back from personal issues, he played 23, 27, 28, and the 27, 28 came in the two games that Ingram was out. So is the 23 realistic? Is he a, I, I don't know, but we need to watch that to see what his stream value could be. The Nets and the Thunder is listed as a pick'em. Um, ben Simmons will be out. Alexei Pokashevsky will be out. And that's really the only injuries that's on the report at the moment. Shea Gildas-Alexander will, re- will return after sitting out the back-to-back. Um, and there's no other injuries in OKC there, which is obviously great news. So we want to watch on the Nets. Uh, Royce O'Neal, who is getting good minutes. They're cutting the rotation down. He's playing 30 a night at the moment. And that makes him at least a 12-team league interesting player. Not a must roster, but an interesting 12-team league player. And then there's Cam Johnson, who is struggling a little bit. The shot's not really going in as you'd like it to. His minutes are sort of hovering at 30. You'd like a little bit more there from him. I still think he's a 12-team league guy, but it's been a little bit disappointing. For the Thunder, I'm always wanting to watch the Bronco Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. It's more so on a fully healthy team, which they are. Where does he fit in relation to Giddy? Is he the second best prospect on this team, not including Chet? Is he ahead of Giddy in the touches and pecking usage pecking order? That's a key point heading into next season. I also want to watch Usman Jeng, who played 28 minutes last game, nine the game before that, but 28 the game before that. So the two 28s came in the games that Gilgis Alexander was out. Can they look at him as a 20-minute player when Shea plays, or is he going to get pushed into the background? I thought he flashed quite a bit in that game last time against the Spurs. So I want to see if we can get a duplicate performance from old mate Usman Jeng. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel, the NBA season. We're getting to the playoffs. So it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet. 
up to $1,000 reduce. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and three-pointers drained. If we have a look at some interesting bets here, let's look at them. The late game today, the Bucks and the Kings. The Kings are at home, and the Bucks are two-point favorites with Giannis questionable. Interesting. Kings being disrespected again? Maybe. Maybe. Um, Kings two-point underdogs. Very intriguing. So we'll see. Is that worth a bet? It might be, but you can have a look at that on FanDuel. You can also combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. The next game we take a look at is the Knicks and the Blazers. Jalen Brunson is out. Justice Winslow is out. Ibu Baji, Ibu Baji sorry, is out as well. While Lillard missed last game, I'm going to list him as questionable. I'm pretty confident that he plays, but I don't know that for sure. So I'm just going to put him questionable for the time being. For the Knicks, I do want to watch Ron Barrett, who... Without, Brunson gets more usage and more minutes, which turns him into a guy whose volume can then overcome the percentage deficiencies for certain people. Like if he's playing 30 minutes a night, which he is when Brunson and Hart are both there, that's tougher to do. 38 a night, then yeah, we can sort of forgive some of the percentage sins that he brings. And definitely the points league value goes up there as well. I also want to watch Mitch Robinson because last game he split the minutes with Isaiah Hartenstein. And that hasn't been something that Thibodeau's done. I don't think it's an ongoing thing. But yeah, if it happens two games in a row, then absolutely I go, oh, is this a trend we need to pay attention to? So we're sort of pre-attentioning a trend here of a minute split. I don't think it's a thing. For the Blazers, I want to watch Cameron Reddish. I expect that he moves back to the bench if Lillard plays. But does he get the minutes over Thibault? Because he moved to the bench last game, played 36, while Thibault played 19 as a starter. Now, as a starter last game, he played only 26. Yes, it was a blowout. But what is his role with a healthy Lillard? And is it enough for us to care about in 12-team leagues? They only play Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. So it's still three games and six nights to end the week. But it's not a perfect, perfect schedule. And then we watch Thibault because that's the other thing. Like, is Thibault a 20-minute player? Is he only a steel specialist? Yes. But can he do something a little bit more? There's more chance of doing more if he plays 30 a night. And I'm not sure he gets there. The last game of the night is a double back-to-back. It's the Bucks and the Suns. They both play on Monday. They both play on Tuesday. Um... Joe Ingles is resting for Milwaukee on Monday, so he'll be back Tuesday. But Middleton will play, so he'll be out on Tuesday. We don't know the status of the big fella, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. So he's questionable with a hand issue. And then there is Kevin Durant and Landry Shamet out for Phoenix. We'll get more of an idea once we know about Giannis' status for Monday. But we're obviously going to... Oh, actually, I'm not going to spoil that, even though you know the answer. I'll talk about Giannis' stream replacements in my next segment called... Injury replacements. All right, so what do we look at here? Um, these are the guys who are currently questionable for Tuesday. Jamal Murray is questionable. I think Brown, Bruce Brown's the option there. You could look at Reggie Jackson, but I would rather go Bruce Brown as a stream replacement if their headmaster is out. Kyle Kuzma is questionable. Dan Gafford is the guy that I would go for before Denny Avdia, but Corey Kispert's in that mix. Franz Wagner is questionable for Orlando. I go with Suggs and Cole Anthony as both 12-team options if Franz is out. The Spurs have got a bunch of guys out, and if they're out, we just stream in other Spurs. Me telling you how to guess that? No way. I can't. There's going to be six blokes out, four different guys. There's a group of seven, eight players, and three or four of them might sit out. I can't tell you who they are, so you're just going to have to react when it happens. Hit me up on Twitter if you've got a specific question once we hear about that. 
Brandon Ingram, if he's out, we look at uh, Josh Richardson and Najee Marshall, probably Richardson over Marshall. If Portland, if Lillard is out, it's Reddish and Thibault as the options with a little bit of a boost for deeper leagues for Shaden Sharp, but I do not expect Lillard to be out. And then for Milwaukee, it is. If Giannis is out, we are looking at Punch Bob, of course, in the stream spot. But there will be no Chris Middleton, so maybe Joe Ingles moves into that spot as well. Maybe even Jay Crowder. But Joe Ingles, Javon Carter, also options there. In terms of back-to-backs, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's the Lakers, the Cavs, and the Spurs. That Spurs one is going to be ugly, so be prepared for weirdness. Streaming in for Tuesday, we've got Nick Richards as the ultimate stream, I think, here. DeLon Wright, Dan Gafford, they're always going to be on my stream list. They're available in over 50% of leagues, and now Kuzma's questionable. Cole Anthony, a really strong stream guy, but you've got to be prepared for shit shooting. You hope he can get to 17, 6, and 6, and hopefully it's not on 30%, but it might be 6, 4, and 4 on 20%. It's the risk, but there is a chance of more minutes coming. Dorian Finney-Smith, I think, is a pretty good stream, especially looking for threes in defense. Jalen Suggsy Suggs, well, you know, he could be just as bad as Cole with field goal percentage, but he brings more defense. Joshy Richardson, big boost there if Ingram is out. And then Killian Hayes, under the assumption that Jaden Ivey is out, which I think is true. Uh, so Hayes is a stream option for us. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in 90% plus of leagues. You've got Gaz Harris, Rodney Scooter Magruder, assuming he plays, I think he will. Isaac Okoro, Tory Craig, 30-minute-a-night guy. Corey Kispert, I love that. In even 12-team leagues as a stream, to be honest, when looking for threes. Pig Williams is a good deeper stream. Lamar Stevens with Jarrett Allen out. And Jinglin Joe, who actually pushes into 12-team discussions too. For points leagues, again, these guys are all available in 40% of leagues. We've got Zach Collins, Nick Richards, Killian Hayes, Jeremy Sohan, if he plays. Cole Anthony, Danny Gafford, Jalen Suggs, and Dennis Schroeder, all really, really strong streams for Tuesday. If you look at the next four days, I'm just going to look at this on total value. So giving you an idea of who's playing these next four days. I'm really liking Schroeder's three games, Charles Bassey's three games. I don't think he's at risk of resting. Um, Austin Reeves' three games, Karis LeVert's three games. Kyle Anderson's got two. Caldwell Pope's got two. Dylan Wright's got two. And Dim Vincenzo's got two. All of those guys, really strong for this Tuesday, Friday, four-game chunk. Get some great value out of those three-game guys and a couple of really interesting two-game guys there as well. And let's look. The three games in four nights where you can tell it's Lakers, Spurs, and Cavs who play that, but also adding in the four games in six. So that's for the rest of the week, Tuesday onwards. Because you can have a four-game week like the Pistons, and you've got three games concentrated in the first four nights, which is great to start the week. But then the Lakers, Raptors, Magic, Spurs, and Nuggets play four games this week in the final six nights. Obviously, it's bad for the resting of the Spurs, but that's a good way to look at, hey, is it worth me dropping Gary Trent? Probably is, but four games in six nights? Is it worth me dropping Malik Beasley, Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Mo Wagner, Nuggets, Bruce Brown? Like There could be some real value, four games, six nights for those players. And that... We'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.